I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the bug that splatters across the windshield of crime. I am Darkwing Duck, and I'm listening to the Candare Podcast. How about you? And welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I am Randy Hardenbrook. And joining us today to talk about his award-winning graphic novel, Beyond, and his webcomic, Jolly Biscuit, at jollybiscuit.com, we welcome award-winning graphic novelist, Andrew Howell, to the show. Andrew, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me on. Very <clears throat> excited for our conversation. We're going to be talking in our retro roundtable uh, series or movies that should be continued or expanded on, at least in our opinions. I have a few. You probably can guess a couple of them. <laughs> but that's okay, because I have arguments for Well, I got an argument for one of them. But anyway, very excited to see what we all have there. And then uh, after we do that, we're going to turn our attention over to Andrew and talk about everything he's got going on. But before we do anything, I have to remind you, follow us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And head over to CandairPodcast.com where you can uh, get merchandise featuring artwork done by Joshua Bellis. Did you guys see the post that went up? It yes. was awesome. Yeah. He did the AI artwork uh, for all the people wearing those T-shirts. You know, he designed all those logos on there. Mm-hmm. They're fucking beautiful. But then when he started sending me those things, I was like, oh, my God, this is so... The Homer Simpson was a little nightmare fuel, I'll be honest. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Because I, I, I kept telling him, I was like, I want it to be... I want it to look like it doesn't want to be alive anymore. Like, whatever it comes up with. And he he didn't want it to go quite that dark, but it's it still landed. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. still landed. I'm happy. Did you hear that, Josh? <laughs> but anyway, big thanks to him because that stuff looks gorgeous. He knows what he's doing. He, I can't do that stuff. No. And also our Patreon page, where we're about to put up here in the next, uh, within the next week, I'd say, uh, you'll never believe what happened, number four. And for people who don't know what that is, on our Patreon uh, pod, occasionally we'll do episodes called You'll Never Believe What Happened, where we just talk about things that have happened in our lives that. Well, you know what? You, you may or may you, not believe. You may not believe it happened. <laughs> That's up to you, I suppose. So just one of the many things we have over at Patreon for 5 to $10 a month. Randy. Uh, well, and if you can't support us on Patreon, you know, leaving any little review or uh, rating on your podcast player of choice for us greatly helps out. And also a big, huge shout out to the Evergreen Podcast Network, evergreenpodcast.com the network we're a part of and so happy to be there happy as can be i hope i would like to get up there sometime this we summer do. and like mm. record in the studio oh, i think yeah. i Let's said that before it. but it's been really like gnawing in the back of my brain you know like anyway uh with everything being said let's kick it off with this week's retro round table here we go <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, series or movies, I, I venture to say even video games could, uh, you know, be in this category mm. that should be continued or expanded on. Jack, why don't you start us off this week? You guys ever watched Sabrina? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I, I totally deserve that answer. <laughs> Not the one there on Netflix no either. no hesitation. It was immediate. <laughs> it didn't phase me either. I was so expected to I'm not surprised by that comeback. I have to give a no, too. I'm sorry. I've never seen... Are, I'm are talking you talking about, like The Witch? The, the Teenage yeah, Witch? Yes, yeah, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Are you talking about like the old, like the original yes, one? the Clarissa explains it all. Melissa Joan Hart. Melissa Joan yeah, Hart. Yeah. yeah, that one. I only say that one because I didn't watch the new one on Netflix. <laughs> Okay. And I'm pretty sure um, it's all mainly her, her cat Salem. If they would, they they should expand that story a little bit on should him because he used like to be give Salem a spinoff or something. You mean that or a prequel of before because he Ooh, was he had like been a human. He had he been became. cursed. Yeah. Right in that show, wasn't he a really ratty looking sock puppet? Or not yeah, a sock well, puppet, but when he certain, talked, yeah. Yeah, 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 in certain things okay. when he's like sitting on the counter or couch, it's yeah, it looked kind of crude, but then <laughs> it'll like turn to a real cat and jump down. Get up and, and jump, yeah, run yeah. away. I mean, at least I've heard. I don't know. <laughs> but I never watched the show. I only watched the show because Melissa Joan Hart, but 
Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. always yeah. had a thing for her. And I, I don't know why. Either, me neither. <laughs> me neither. Leave me alone about it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> to each his own, I guess. But I'm not. I mean, not that she's like uh, like a chud or like you know. No. Yeah. Offensive to the eyes, but I mean, <laughs> she's just not where my mind goes. Wasn't she just in something with Joey Lawrence not too long ago? That's been a little while ago. I think it was some like cheesy. Was it like a Hallmark series I, or something? I don't know or? about that, but it was real sitcommy. Maybe it was like it Melissa, was sitcom. Was it Melissa and Joey or something like that? Yes. Okay. Mm. okay. Yes, it was. I remember seeing the commercial and thinking, "Oh man, <laughs> somebody oh, man. needs paid." <laughs> yeah, really, <laughs> Joey. Whoa, <laughs> from Blossom. <laughs> Uh, the only time I could actually stand her was on that show. Yep. Everything after that has just been. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if on the Netflix series of Salem, I imagine he was on the show just because, I mean, even in the comics, he was in there too. So it was a big part of it. But yeah, I, I'd like to probably see hmm. some more. I don't think he would he be alone from. in that. I think there's a lot of people who'd like to see that. Mm-hmm. I'd want them to keep like the dirty rat puppet aesthetics. Come to think of it, <laughs> just as a human, but a dirty pup, rat puppet human. Well, there's a bit of charm yeah. to it, isn't it? In there, I mean, it's yeah, kind of like doing like thinking about the Star Wars practical effects. Okay, maybe in the first Star Wars, there was ways we could have done a few things better, but you would never want them to change because that bit of jankiness kind of adds to mm-hmm. the charm and appeal of the character. Yeah, I get yep. it. Anything else on that, Andrew? Or- no, just I I like my dirty puppets. Just bring back, bring back literally the old puppet. The uh, like the foam is all corroded and falling apart. You can see the wires and tendons inside of it. All of it, just do it. I like my puppets dirty and that exposed. Like the original TMNT suit heads. Oh, how they oh, like, like recently, like recent pictures or whatever. Yeah, they just degraded and they look nightmare. Can you imagine waking up in the morning and like just opening your eyes and seeing that shit laying on the pillow next to you, staring no. back at you? That's <laughs> some Five Nights at Freddy bullshit. Ooh, yeah, oh, it's easy. worse than that. I mean, those things' lips had curled back up over their like skulls. <laughs> and, oh, they looked like they crawled straight out of hell. That foam doesn't last very good. Yeah. No. <laughs> Which makes me wonder why anybody would have bought. I mean, I don't think anybody did buy it, but like, like, why would they think like, especially when it was a Turtles three suit? Like, yeah, really. What's wrong with Turtles three? You know what's wrong with Turtles three. I'm not going to sit there and explain that shit. But um, the simple fact that it's like the 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 most hated of the movies and like the worst looking outfits, and on top of that, it's busted. Like it's beyond repair. And it was I probably still fetching top dollar, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Probably. Like if it was like three bucks, <laughs> I might think right about now. it. <laughs> I don't know. How'd we get on that? Where were we? Oh, we were talking. Oh, uh, damn, puppets. D- damn dirty, dirty, dirty puppets. puppets. Damn yeah. dirty puppets. <laughs> yeah, I think Andrew might have give us a snip clip, uh, a little clip we can use in marketing. <laughs> I like my dirty puppets. All right. Very good. Well, Andrew, how about you, sir? I had a hard time picking because the more I thought about it, the angrier I got and the more I realized <laughs> that we as a society need to wage a holy crusade against Netflix and David Zaslov. But um, uh, you know what? Paul Verhoeven movies are near and dear to my heart. And I'm hesitant to even say we should bring back the... Uh, I, be- I believe that Robocop and Total Recall and uh, Starship Troopers are all part of the same cinematic universe. I don't know about everyone else, but Ooh. I imagine they're I all like... With that. Mm-hmm. Is that just something that, that you just wish to happen, or are there things in all those movies that make you think that? It's... Okay, I always... I envision them as like a hundred years apart from each other. Like RoboCop is mid 21st century and Total Recall is mid 22nd century and then 23rd century. And and this is all just like wish fulfillment on my part. They, they truly are just their own separate movies. But if we could take the Paul Verhoeven movies, any one of them doesn't matter and it doesn't have to have any sort of continuity between all three and either give it the Mad Max Fury Road treatment, bring it back, bring Paul Verhoeven back, just give him a bigger budget, or maybe even a, a television series. I Starship Troopers might be my favorite movie of all time, and I could see myself getting into some kind of television series about that world. 
but you know you gotta be careful because all those movies they've had their sequels or their video games and spin-offs which are uh were often lackluster to oh, say the for least. sure yeah starship but, troopers not so much because they had the cg the roughneck show that was actually pretty good back yeah. in the early 2000s <laughs> but you know the Halloween movie series have taught us that it doesn't matter how many bad sequels you have, you, <laughs> you can, can just go that? back and say, this one's three now, or yeah. this one's two now, you know? Like, <laughs> Retcon. There you go. Yep. So, Man. yeah, what else? I, I mean, and, did okay. you see the remake, uh, the the newest, newer Ro- RoboCop movie where he was like all in black and he had the red like visor? He looked like a humanoid night rider. Yeah. I, <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to watch it. I couldn't. Um the only thing I saw was the one YouTube clip where they're disassembling his body and you can see all of his organs and it's like, okay, that was cool. That that one piece was cool, but I couldn't I didn't have the heart to well, watch it. That's one thing you always kind of wondered about with RoboCop is how how all his insides are working in there. It looked like the skin on his face was like stretched, stretched back about, yeah. onto some shit. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, uh, Andrew, or you guys heard of the uh, RoboCop statue that's in Detroit? No. no. Yes. Yes, I have. Okay. Well, I'll tell you guys really quick. Um, there, And maybe, Andrew, you can help me with details I may have wrong. But a lot of people helped fund the creation of this great big RoboCop statue uh that they were going to put in detroit somewhere but the te- the city said no so it's just been like sitting in this warehouse like for how many years now well, shoot, oh god I don't 30 even... some years since the movie came out well i don't think they made it like right when the movie happened <laughs> I mean, that's a wrap get the statue up <laughs> that's some marketing yeah. <laughs> permanent statue in detroit <laughs> but uh do you, do you uh recall any details about the statue andrew uh, no, I'm looking that up right now and not finding anything. There's a video on YouTube uh, where I think one of the guys who made it or the guy who made it like takes a interviewee interviewer into like a the warehouse where it is and they stand in front of it and talk about it for a bit. And it's damn, it's big. It's is it? fucking big. Yeah. That stinks that they won't put it up because that would probably get me to go to Detroit. <laughs> for the I mean, not, let's be honest. There's not really a lot to go there no, for. No, really. Right now. I mean, you could see a it's giant the best thing that could statue. happen for Detroit. <laughs> There's a couple vacant lots that would probably look a lot nicer on. <laughs> Bring a bottle of water with me and then go see there RoboCop. You go. Hey, we'd have to find something else to do, but <laughs> it's only a couple hour drive. We'll find a Barnes and Noble to stop at or something. <laughs> wow! Apparently, it took them eleven years to make the statue, and wow, it doesn't seem to have a spot yet. It's just been sitting in a warehouse in limbo for years. Yeah. I swear, I had heard somewhere that uh, they were somehow looking at or working on, and there was a possibility that they could get that overturned and somehow put it somewhere, but I hadn't heard anything. They must have failed. <laughs> Had they been successful, we would have heard about it. Uh, since it fell to the wayside, we haven't heard anything. I'm guessing it didn't happen. Huh. You'd think they could put it, they wouldn't have much problem putting it in like a park, I guess. I, mean, I, I could see not in front of City Hall. It depends on who votes this stuff in. If it's a bunch of crotchety old people. Yeah. Robocop? No. <laughs> I don't Do like cops it? as it is. I don't want a robot one. Won't somebody please think of the children? <laughs> the children want it. <laughs> uh, those are good picks, though, Andrew. Good picks. My my parting thought is um, bring back squibs. I think that's my main reason for picking this honestly i i like starship troopers but i want hollywood to bring back blood squibs and whoever can do that just make them the king make them the, the blood king pouch that blows up on uh, starship get... troopers oh in any movie when they get shot it's just a little balloon that blows up in there oh oh i see what you're saying yeah like yeah, the yeah. Actual, actual special effects yeah. prop i got you wow Did, what do you mean bring them back they got rid of them they're, you know, CGI blood and various tricks betrayed. That, that Alec Baldwin's fucking praying he has some CGI blood. <laughs> you know, am I wrong in saying that I think it's fucked that all these people are trying to sue him? 
mm-hmm. over his over that woman's death. It's horrible. And I but he didn't mean for that shit to happen. Right. And he didn't fucking load that gun. Mm-hmm. So why would people be going after him? Am I wrong? Am I missing something? Anybody please tell me. I don't I think there was some weird labor disputes where a bunch of people walked off the set and they didn't get a, a licensed armorer, I believe. Where, you know, if you're using guns with blanks in them, you still need someone to clean and check the weapons. Uh, right. They didn't have a professional doing that. And because he was the executive producer, then the blame at the end of the day falls Oh, on fuck. I didn't know sense. that. He yeah. was the executive producer. Yeah. Damn. Well, that's a horse of a different color. Statement <laughs> retracted. <laughs> I was going to say, don't go after him. Go after the people who are making the movie. But if that's him, okay. Yeah, he was just. A yeah, movie he star is making the movie. So. Well, that yeah, that changes everything. <laughs> I'm glad I brought this up because now I'm I'm in uh, informed informed, yes. and I'm not going to be going and sounding like an asshole in other places, <laughs> except for right here on this public forum that's heard all around the world. <laughs> oh, geez. Anyway, sorry to go on that tangent. Randy, what do you got, sir? So Julie, the kids, and I were watching The Page Master the other night. Is that that Macaulay Culkin yes, movie? Yes, yes. Oh, and great. the voice acting in that movie was phenomenal. You had Macaulay Culkin, you had Christopher Lloyd, you had Patrick Stewart, you had Leonard Nimoy, and Whoopi Goldberg, and a couple other big names. But I, I was just like, this movie, you know, you watch movies from your, your childhood, and you're like, this age, like, shit. This one was could real. I mean, it it aged well. My kids were invested in it. I was invested in it. I'm like, why did they never make a sequel? Or better yet, let's do a remake where Macaulay Col- Macaulay Culkin is the the librarian in it. And just Ooh. like, was yeah. that like live action in CG? Yeah. yeah oh, well, yeah, no, right. it was live action in the cartoon. Well, yeah, not yeah, CG. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, it was it was like a Don Bluth kind of animation. I was just gonna say that the animation was it because the animation type why it it seems to be hold up still so well. Man, probably, but yeah, it was just it's a good movie. And I've never seen it. Oh, I have Me to let you borrow it. I remember when it came out, but it was just odd at the time seeing Macaulay Culkin being anyone but Kevin McCallister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, I will not accept that he is Kevin McCallister. You know. But uh, yeah, I just I really think that needs a remake. Wasn't it? A video I would be game curious too? to hear mm-hmm. if anyone agree with you. What's that? It was a video game, also. I think that's where I yes. saw most of it, or more of it. Than... I think it was a Super Nintendo game. Yeah, that's probably yeah. what I saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, good pick. Um, I'm really torn on what to go with next here. Shall Jack and I just guess Last Action Hero, or are we just gonna? <laughs> You've already seen it. <laughs> no, I can guess. <laughs> I put thought into this though. Okay, okay. And I think I've mentioned something about this before. I think we were talking about sequels, but I'd rather see a series. Go with me on this, okay? So the ticket in Last Action Hero that Danny Manigan got his hands on that let him go into the Jack Slater movies and meet, you know, Jack Slater and then pull him into the real world, jump back and forth between fiction and reality. At the end of the movie, after Arnie's back in his movie and everything's back to normal, uh, Danny tries to give Nick, the movie usher, back the ticket that he'd give him that made all this wonderful shit happen. Mm -hmm. And he goes, nah, the ticket's yours, Danny. So the movie ends with Danny keeping the ticket. So let's fast forward to, like, let's say a Paramount series or a Netflix series where Danny's grown up. One of his kids find that shit in a drawer or something, figure out what it can do. And let's say, let's say this was a show that Paramount decided to make. Paramount has years of classic movies that in each episode, these little shits could be jumping in and out of. Okay. You know, it's kind of like a commercial for whoever puts it on, whoever's got the most shit. Say Netflix did it. They could jump into Stranger Things, get them Stranger Things brats another paycheck. (laughs) 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 You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? You yeah, see where yeah, I'm going? See where you're going with that. Call yeah. the series Houdini's Ticket. Oh. So, yeah, see? Only, well, people would be like, what the hell does it have to do with Houdini? The people that didn't watch the last action here. Well, the first episode would obviously well, have yeah, a clip have from to the be first something. movie yeah, with him telling the story. Yeah. 
<laughs> Man, I'm glad I've recently watched that movie because I was right on par with what he was explaining. About the <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you know, I, I firmly believe that Jeremy has a big ass freaking notebook he keeps under his pillows. Ways I can tie Last Action Hero into <laughs> shit and just has a running list. <laughs> Sitting there and writing it and working it pen to paper would in, would make it seem like. I have to really think about it, and I don't. It's a gift, man. It just comes. You give me any kind of, of topic for a conversation, I'll make it work. Okay. We might have to test that on Patreon sometime. All right. You got it. All right. All right. You got it. You're fucking on, brother. All right. All right. That brings so it wouldn't us... be any more Jack Slater stuff. It would just be past Paramount movies and TV shows, series in this show. Well, that's if Paramount had it. Let's say uh, who else has services like... HBO, HBO, like mm. <laughs> Skinamax. Oh, sorry, I'm, well, I went, I went a different. That'd direction. be, that'd be, a different, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a different movie. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't be too hard to climb it out of TV since they're seventy to ninety inch TVs now. So, well, if they're just climbing in and out, yeah, I guess it'd have to be, wouldn't it? Yeah, because yeah. it wouldn't be movies anymore unless they. I don't think Houdini meant for that ticket to work on a streaming uh, service. Though. That's yeah. Maybe he it needs have to, to be in the theater. theater. Do kids go to the theater nowadays, really, except for Marvel movies? I don't know. Randy? <laughs> Do your kids go to the theater? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. There you go. <clears throat> okay. All right. <clears throat> um, do we have time for another round? Yeah, why not? All right, Jack, go ahead. So I watched The Book of Eli oh, last week. Oh, that's so good. And, and that would be either a cool series or another movie to come up just the after effects of after him having the Bible put back into the world and just the effect of it. Not yeah. to be any kind of religious show or not. I think like you just that, spoiled but... the movie. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't seen that movie? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's had their chance, but I love Jack's. Oh shit. Pause there for 30 seconds. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's an awesome movie. It was. It's a and great I movie. Kept thinking the whole time. I'm like, yeah, I remember someone saying he's blind in the end of the movie. I'm like, but he's sitting there looking at somebody. And then the end of the movie came up, and I'm like, son of a bitch, he was. Yeah, yeah. And that machete he had was awesome. Fuck yeah, that thing was. That thing was a nice piece of piece of tool work. You don't fuck with Denzel. No, never. You do not fuck. Good but pick. yeah, yeah, that would be that'd be pretty so cool. So what, you'd want to see what happened after all that? Yeah, just how the world rebuilds, if it really ends up making the world a better place, just like the what's the bad guy thought he was going to open up all these towns and rule everyone because he had the word that everyone would follow him. And of course there'd be some other bad guy that would be like, I need that book. I need to be more powerful. Wasn't the Bible Braille too? Yeah. Wasn't it a Braille Bible? Yeah. Cause the bad guy got the book at the end and he opened it up and realized he couldn't read it, but his wife was blind and she was just like, Nope, I'm not reading it. <laughs> it's too fucking long. And then Denzel <laughs> read it so many times he knew it by heart. So he'd just sit there and, just talked it out while they dictated the whole thing. Hmm. That was a cool movie. I'll have to watch it again. All right, that brings us back to Andrew. Are you still awake, man? Sorry. Yeah. Um, okay, my second pick. Uh, this is only because I, I finished watching it last night, but uh, Close Enough, which was picked up. Oh, geez. I think it was an HBO show, and then Netflix picked it up, and then Netflix dropped it after the second season. And as someone who works in the animation industry, I just hate it when projects are thrown around and people lose their livelihoods at the drop of a hat. And it's like, no, 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 that's bullshit. The show was good. Bring it back. What was it called one more time? Close Enough by uh, J.G. Quintel, the guy who did Regular Show. But, oh, okay. I don't think I've ever yeah. seen that. I don't, I don't think I have either. I might recognize it if I saw it, though. But I don't think I've ever sat and watched it. Hmm. Okay, yeah, it's a newer show. You might have seen some of the memes about it, but... Uh, well, if it's meme material, there's no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just a fun stream of consciousness shows. There's two couples who uh, live in the same apartment to save on rent. And it's oh, wow, slice-of-life stuff, but you have... Okay, this episode, they're being hunted by these speedo wearing clowns who one of them's in debt to and then another episode like this they're having a skateboard 
competition. It's it's everything. There's dragons. There's uh, robots. There's it's whatever the hell they want it to be in any particular. Uh, there's an episode where they spoof um, Die Hard. Like yeah, just don't cancel it. Bring it back. <laughs> right. I'm seeing pictures. I I have I do know what you're talking about. I but I haven't watched it. But I think. I have heard how good it was. <laughs> Check that out. Yeah. And it was good. I wonder why it got canceled. Like by two different networks at that. Yeah, really. Like, it was okay. I'm not totally up to date about it. Um the reason why a lot of shows get canceled is because all right, they might be popular, they might be cash cows, but they're not popular enough. Mm-hmm. There's there's this weird corporate cultural bias where it's like, no, it doesn't just have to make money. It has to make all the money. It has to be the greatest sensation the world has ever seen. And if it falls short of that, then we have to cancel it. Right. Even That's though so like, dumb. it's not good for business. It's just, I don't know, these weird corporate ghouls that That's don't know how to works. We don't want 20 good shows. We want one amazing show. <laughs> Yeah. I take the 20 good shows. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Back in the day, that's all you had was about 10 <laughs> yeah, 20 good shows, and that's it. And you had to be home when they came on. Maybe the bottom line just doesn't cut it with 20 yeah. good shows and having to pay all those people when you're. Yeah. It's not mon- enough m- big money coming back. There's just so much shit out there now. That's what it's just. Yeah. It's so saturated. It's yeah, hard it to is. find good shit. I'm sure there's hidden gems out there just, you know, that would set the world a roar, but. They probably just get overlooked because there's so much out there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, it's the same with cartoons. It's the same with uh, I. I also have a lot of familiarity with uh, web comic sites and web comic platforms. And a lot of the time, it's because someone in the upper echelons of power looks at a small project and goes, "I think this should be popular," and then they hit the "make it popular" button. So <laughs> there's there's a whole lot of luck behind the scenes. Sure. <laughs> unfortunately that was a good pick though i'm gonna have to watch that i mean it sounds like it would be good mm-hmm. i know regular show it was actually pretty good some of the content I don't, the animation is hit and miss for me i think but i did laugh at a couple times on it where uh where was that originally was that originally was on netflix cartoon, cartoon network, network cartoon network show, yeah with yeah. the yeah the regular Blue show cartoon and, network all right, very good. Well, then uh, that puts us back over to Randy. So I'm going to piggyback off Jeremy, and uh, I really think this show or this movie could also benefit from either a reboot or like a kind of like a, a sequel, but set like now, which would be True Lies. I heard they're doing that. Are they really? Oh, really? I swear to Christ, I read something online today that there is a new, uh, like a new True Lies series or something. Assholes stole my idea. What? Let the me hell? look into it. Here. <laughs> I don't know if it. I, I just something want... made me think about that the other day because that's that was like right on the edge of my I brain just... when you said. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to see like an an <clears throat> aged Arnold Schwarzenegger and an aged um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, try to rescue like a captured Eliza Duke. Elijah Duke. <laughs> however you say her name, her. Oh, that's right. She was a daughter. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's uh, on CBS. It came out this year. There's one season out called it's True Lies. Based oh, off shit. Of... Is any of the original cast back? No. Oh, well, fuck that. I want the original cast back. Okay. Oh, well, that's not going to happen. Well, Have you seen how <laughs> aged Arnold is? Okay, well, since that got taken from me, why don't we just uh, go ahead and bring back Wishbone? You know? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. <laughs> I did not I see mean... that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> Blindsided by a stupid dog. Oh, my God. All right. Um, I'm just going to quick mention both of these because, one, I really don't have a whole lot to say on. It's pretty obvious. We were talking about the oversaturation, everyone out there wanting to make content, wanting to bring back content. The A-Team. I know we got the movie, but why not another series? It just seems like if there was a time that's right, that this is kind of that time, no? For like an A-Team series on Netflix or something? Yeah. Yeah. I, it would no. always there. I think it was. It's would pretty much always be a good time to bring the A team back. I know you can, but fit I them just in mean any... in this age where it seems like anybody with half an idea can get some shit on Netflix. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got to be careful with the casting though, because they'll fucking stick 
uh, Seth Rogen as Hannibal, and you get like a love it when a plan comes here. together. Jeez, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, no, I wouldn't want. Well, I, well yeah, I would, but um, I just feel like that that would be a great idea and fairly easy to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. don't think that would require a, a huge budget. Maybe I'm wrong, but. I don't know. I feel like you could get a couple of them dudes back from that movie and just recast the other two that are too big to return for. You know? Well, but Hannibal are still alive, so that'd be great. I if know, it was but Bradley Cooper originals. and Liam Neeson aren't going to come back from uh, Liam Neeson. Did t- was it Ted or Ted Two? He he did the Lucky Charms cameo. Ted Two, I think. Okay, I mean, I feel oh, wow. like it was tricks. I've been led to believe yes. the cereal <laughs> specifically for children. Is that true? <laughs> Anyone can enjoy them. It's all right. <laughs> I feel I like you could convince them. <laughs> I won't be harassed or followed. <laughs> no, no, no. You can just take them. <laughs> all right. Um, but other than that, uh, and I heard that this is supposed to be happening, but I feel like I've been hearing this for like a year, year and a half. Family Matters. I would love to check in with the Family Matters family. And uh, what was their last name? Winslows. The yeah, Winslows. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And see what they're up to, because they're all, I mean, obviously the grandmother's passed, but uh, yeah. the rest of them are still alive. <clears throat> and I would love to see how that family has grown and just, I don't oh, know. yeah, Carl is still alive. I'm thinking of Fresh Prince. Oh, He's, yeah. Oh, you're th- yeah. No, he, uh, James Avery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been watching Mystery Science Theater Channel on Pluto, and there's commercials on there. And one of the commercials is for uh, like an insurance company where... There's like a kid arguing with their dad and like they won't listen to their dad. But then all of a sudden TV dad appears in the living room and it's <laughs> Carl Winslow. And the way he says it, the kid's all like on board and shit. It's, oh. They're funny commercials, but I would just love to see that. Yeah. See that family again. Yeah. See how they're doing. You know, Urkel would show up and he would be they would make him exactly the same. It would be. I'm guessing stupid. that if they did do that, that he was probably be the only one that would might keep it from happening. Is uh, Jaleel White yeah. because I don't know how much he likes. Well, I don't know. He has his he has his weed stuff now, but he I mean he uses that face to sell. He uses the Urkel name to sell weed. He's got the uh, purple, purple Urkel. Urkel. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. So may, I don't know. Maybe he would be willing to come back, but I don't know. I don't wonder for the sake of the show and for the sake of its quality. Should with all the love and respect in, in my heart, should Urkel the character just be dead? Like that's Ooh. how the show starts. They're at the funeral or something. <laughs> That'd be a oh man, two and a half men or whatever. The, All the way they yeah, killed off Charlie yeah. Sheen. It's it's such a crutch. It's such a crutch. Like at the end of that show, everything was Urkel. So yeah, yeah. Should they yeah. just like Urkel car cut it loose? Andy was like too old to still be acting and dressing right. that way. He was like a thirty year old man. It seemed like. I wonder if the networks or whoever made it would want to put Urkel in with him having it linked to he would, weed because then it would be oh it'd you be kind of me? a commercial but he's a pop culture phenomenon yeah. Yeah. Urkel I think they might tame him down a little bit I can't see I cannot see Jaleel White in 2013 2023 <laughs> being like yeah I'll do that shit again you know what or even <laughs> just, hey, wait, me, I mean they know? did a Fresh Prince reunion show why couldn't they do like a the what when did they yeah when? It's like a, oh, that wasn't that long ago, huh? No, it was only a couple a years year? ago. Yeah, you're not talking about Bel Air, are you? Yes, that's not the original cast. That's a retelling. It's like a dream. no, 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 no. They did a reunion show with the original cast minus Avery. Did they really? I yeah. how that get under my radar? I don't know if it was an actual hmm. show or if it was like a like just a little special. But yeah, they they huh. did it. I have to years look ago. that up. Hmm. I think I vaguely remember that. Actually, I don't know though. I don't watch local TV anymore, so. Oh, this was like on the streaming service. Oh, was it? Well, it's got to be, wasn't that show on NBC? That's got to be on their streaming, I would imagine. Peacock. I want to say it was on HBO, but maybe not. I don't know. But uh, did you guys, I don't know if you guys saw on our social media that Deandra Lyle uh, that we had on the show, she got cast in Bel Air season two. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations, Deandra. (laughs) Let's get you back Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Hey. Glad we could do that for her. (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to jump to a quick commercial break. And when we return, we're going to be talking with Andrew. Stick around. 
My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Califato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes. All right, we are back from commercial break, and once again, joined by Andrew Howell. And Andrew, I'm so sorry that uh, our conversation has just been a steamroller. I promise you get to talk now, man. But thank you for being here. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's I, I love talking about this shit. I'm like a cobra. I like sitting in the corner and just taking in my surroundings, and then I jump in. <laughs> strikes all of a sudden. Everyone's like, whoa, did you see that? The fuck was that? <laughs> All right, man. Well, again, it's great to have you here. And I'm very uh, curious to ask you about so many things you have going on. Like I mentioned at the top of the episode, uh, the award-winning graphic novel Beyond, your webcomic Jolly Biscuit at jollybiscuit.com, which, man, that's entertaining. I I, I got quickly pulled into those cartoons. So um, again, lots to talk about. But before we do, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. And like, how, where does your uh, comic creating journey begin? As far back as I can remember, I, I've been drawing and making doodles and doing stupid cartoon characters in my school notes, like, as long as I've had memory. I love that answer, because I can't stand when people are like, at the age of five years old, I thought, I'm going to be an artist and start drawing. Just or, I was singing, and no, I'm like, no. you don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my... My memory begins in 2007, and I think Halo 3 is largely responsible for that. Oh, shit. (laughs) Sorry, Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I I got moments. There's bits and pieces I can cobble together from, like, grade one, but only fleeting moments. But, I mean, like, where does it really, like, start to take? take shape like where do you start okay thinking about future characters and things that would develop into future stories etc a lot of my work does does come from these years and years and years of making doodles in my notebooks like i just i have a couple of binders of old scribbles and doodles just sitting in my bookshelf and i would use that for reference and use some of the characters and uh, a lot of the material was stolen because, you know, when you're young and you're figuring things out. But oh, uh, no, <laughs> when I when I finally started publishing things online, you know, I made an effort to make everything original and try to make it my own and take it my own direction. Um, where things started was when I turned 16 and my parents got me a drawing tablet for my birthday. Nice. I had been floating the idea of making a website for years and years, and this was kind of the kick in the pants I needed to finally get things going. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I spent a couple of years experimenting and playing around during my free time. And then in 2012, I published my first comic and the rest is history. Jolly Biscuit was my first website. It's just a bunch of weekly funnies, no story or rhyme or reason or sense to any of it. Just goofs. Now, I've got to ask, where did you come up with the name Jolly Biscuit? Was it just kind of something that just fell on your lap or how, how did that come about? Uh, okay. When I was in the middle of making my website and I was brainstorming with a lot of friends and were thinking, okay, what's the color scheme got to be? And one of my friends said hot pink. And I love that so much. <laughs> I just, of course, I had to do it. Of course. So yes, my website is pink. And then the subject of name comes up. And we're thinking, all right, it's a random, silly comic. No story, no rhyme or reason. So, so we're just going to start mushing together a bunch of words that are silly and sound funny. And 
we honed in on biscuit and then we were thinking of adjectives to add on to biscuit and uh uh, one of my friends made a suggestion. We hadn't realized this was a, a thing, but one of my friends first said, hey, what about moist biscuits? Oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't go through with it. We didn't go through with it because I looked up if that was a thing already, and it is. And to yeah. anyone who don't, doesn't know what it is, like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just forget it. <laughs> Brendan, when you listen to this, ignore what that what just happened. Oh, you just put fuel in the fire for him to go look. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew, continue. Yeah, we were uh, we were still stuck with biscuit because we really liked that. And then we thought, hey, biscuit, British, British people, jolly, jolly biscuit. And we smushed that together and we looked it up and we were surprised that wasn't actually a thing yet. So I got the domain name and I also got the uh, registered, the company Jolly Biscuit Inc. And a baking goods concern from China has been trying to steal the name from me ever since. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. Trying to steal it or they're offering to buy it or what? It, like... uh, I, okay, they've they've made many, 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 many offers. Um like they wanted the name Jolly Biscuit Inc. and they wanted the domain name jollybiscuit.com. And I just refused to budge. So they ended up buying all the other adjacent domain names like jollybiscuit.net <laughs> and jollybiscuit.cn uh, and jollybiscuit, blah, blah, blah. And jollybiscuitthefood.com. <laughs> stuff like that. But wow. no, I, I love it too much. I'm never going to give it up. I'm not looking for you to say a number or anything, but as far as their offers to you, were they insulting? Were they generous offers? I mean, I understand when you're coming from a creative standpoint, it really doesn't matter like what that number is. When it comes to something you've been creating, I wholeheartedly understand where you're coming from. But just out of sheer curiosity, what, <laughs> what, what were they throwing at you? I don't even remember. I, I seem to remember a couple thousand dollars, and I, I was just very upfront and put my foot down like no you can't it's yeah you can't yeah that fuck that so I negotiations anywhere. would we take a thousand dollars for canned air podcast no <laughs> hell no guys uh we gotta change the name i just made some money or now jollybiscuit.com yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I love, like I said, um, the I haven't, you know, been a, like a longtime fan. I've just recently learned of Jolly Biscuit because of having you on the show and loved what I've seen so far. And I love that they're like, <clears throat> like one-off, like weekly comics, you know. Not that there's anything wrong with those that do run together, because I like those too, but it, you know, it's harder for me to stay with those. These sure. you can check in at any time, mm -hmm. devour as much or as little as you want, and leave with a big freaking smile on the face but the, these things have me laughing i i, I um venture uh, i don't even know how to say how would you describe them guys like because we were talking before we started it, it kind of puts me and don't take this wrong andrew it kind of puts me in mind of like certain parts of like ren and stimpy or mm. i what was the one with the salt like the that you had read right before we started. It was like a family sitting down. And they're like, yeah, they're like, oh, it's salt for dinner. Hey, mom, yeah, it's dinner time. Great, more salt. Which, yeah, like seemed like it was almost kind of a uh, jab at like our diets or something mm -hmm. or something to that effect. Am I looking too far into this or or are there like little messages there? Uh, there, There is. There definitely is. Um, but it really is stream of consciousness. If, if you're making... A weekly comic eventually you're, you're going to be sitting at your chair for like an hour or whatever beating your forehead against the <laughs> table and you're just going to go okay they go to the bank this week i don't know what, what's funny about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <clears throat> it's something that i would love to see on like adult swim yeah because you know how like a lot of those series that like we were promoting for them uh, back in the day were like fifteen to twenty minute shows. They'd yeah. be like on if I get from eleven to eleven fifteen, 15 yeah. something like that. And just I don't know the the title's perfect, Jolly Biscuit, and then each little cartoon is kind of its standalone thing. You never know what you're in for when you come in. Like I just love that concept. That's some shit that should be uh, <laughs> continued in that way. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, bring back mm -hmm. 
cartoon cartoon and just make it like little like clip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is that do you do you think that your style here in Jolly Biscuit would do well in Adult Swim, or am I talking out my ass? I, I I think it could. I think there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of webcomic artists, and there's a lot of people with talent out there, and a lot of it is just luck. You know the right people. You're at the right place, the right time, and these opportunities and these doors open up for you i mean if i could do it like absolutely give me the contract right now that would be a dream come true i i don't know how controlling i'd like to be i think up front i would like to say okay five seasons maximum (laughs) i don't want to go more than that i'm i'm a little bit of the opinion that uh okay whenever a studio needs to make a new tv show uh, I forget where I heard this idea. It's not mine, but okay. You get together all the writers and the, the people making the pitches and everything. And you go, oh, this sounds like a good idea. And you sign the five-year or the five-season contract or whatever. And you give them everything. You give them millions of dollars and all the uh, talent and everything. Um, and they make this perfect little show that they're all so passionate about. And then at the end, uh, you just you you kill them all. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. Then, then the only people making TV shows are those insane enough to literally end their lives. And like, yes, I will. I will surrender everything to make five seasons of uh, a Daredevil reboot or whatever. <laughs> wow. When you put it that way, <laughs> it kind of took the luster off a little bit. For yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm being I'm being tongue in cheek and a bit facetious, but uh, no, we appreciate there's gotta it. Be, there's got to be some way to keep getting in new blood and new talent, and I I love seeing new actors. I mean, I yeah, you know, we all like celebrities a little bit. We all have our favorites, but come on, we need new faces. I agree. That's, yeah, that's definitely true. It's, uh, it's what we've come to dub as the Julia Roberts effect, mm-hmm. where you see too much of the same person in a movie and they cease to be that character. It's like, well, okay, well, that's Julia Roberts. That's not whoever the fuck she's... That's not Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> now it's almost reversed because yeah, like, you see Robert Downey Jr. in a movie and you're like, look, Iron Man's in this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like exactly. Total opposite now. exactly. Are there any actors, though, that... Um, do get away with that that have been in what about sam jackson samuel L. jackson i wouldn't put him in that category no, he, he's been in a no. fun, ton okay. of shit yeah. but i wouldn't i don't think i would put him as one of those people because I, I get lost his in his character range is so wide and he's been in every type of movie pretty much so it's, mm-hmm. you can't pinpoint one thing well shit keanu reeves you could say the same thing i mean oh now come now <laughs> i love keanu reeves don't get me wrong <laughs> But come now. Let's take a, a a John Wick versus, you know. John Wick is Neo. Neo is John mm. Wick. They both okay. know kung fu. All right, all right. All right. You just know who, stand there, be you know mysterious, and occasionally ask why. You know who had. <laughs> <laughs> you know who had a lot of really good range as an actor and could play like a bunch of different characters in a TV show. Who? The dog on Wishbone. Jesus. <laughs> you are about two seconds from getting kicked the fuck off this show and we'll put someone out here. Josh, there's about to be an open seat, dude. And if, if you bring up Wishbone, then we'll just do it the two of us, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, let's also, uh, I also wanted to touch on your uh, award winning graphic novel, Beyond, because I don't think this was the very first thing you had ever created but it was like your first debut to the comic scene correct it's okay technically the first book i ever published was uh, a compilation of some of my jolly biscuit comics we threw into a book and printed a bunch for uh uh the calgary comic expo back in 2014 but i don't count that one i don't count that one uh, yeah, Beyond is, I would say, my premier graphic novel that I put a, I worked on the actual content for about two years, and then I sat on it while I went through university and then got a job and then COVID happened, but oh. eventually finally remembered, oh yeah, this is a thing. So I 
picked it back up. I had made a, a small pile of savings at the time. So I thought, no, I can afford to do this. And yeah, made a book. Took about another year of work with uh, back and forth between my editors and uh, the graphic designers and the various people you have to work with. And it was also made significantly slower because I was doing this about 2020, 2021. So right in the heat of the pandemic. And right. I guess during the pandemic, a bunch of people were locked indoors all day. They all decided they wanted to write the next great American novel. <laughs> <laughs> or start a podcast. Uh, yeah, I was going to say a podcast too. Yeah, so... The, the publisher was just swamped constantly. I'd send an email and it would take like a week or two weeks to hear back. Wow. I never would have thought about that. That wow. aspect of the, the shutdown be people trying to put books out and stuff. Dude, how many people have we had on this show that said when quarantine happened, I, I, I jumped on it. That's when I started writing that thing. You know what I mean? No, that's true. Yeah. I mean, what yeah. else was there to do? Yeah, I'm guilty of it. I I, I started doing other projects during quarantine because there's nothing else to do. Yeah. Might as well make the best of this time, you yeah. know. Instead of just sitting there going, "Gee, I wish I could go outside." At least I don't know mm-hmm. where my mind's at. Yeah, but you really could go outside. You just couldn't go. You anywhere. know what the fuck? I, I know. Mean. I know. <laughs> wish I could go closer than six feet to people. Anyway. Um, but what's the book about, man? Like we didn't get a chance to look at it, so we don't we really don't know anything about it other than the title. What's it about? Tell us about it. So Beyond is a comedic supernatural thriller where the main character dies in the very beginning and we follow their adventures through the afterlife. So it's very much inspired by Beetlejuice, the concept and the Ooh. style. It's got Colorful locations and wacky characters and ghoulish monsters, conspiracy, mystery, murder, most foul. And the premise of the afterlife is it's not inspired by any one particular religion or one particular conception of the afterlife, except for maybe Beetlejuice. But it's like when you die, we all go to the same place and we're stuck there forever. And it never ends. So you and Attila the Hun and Julius Caesar and all the kings and queens and peasants throughout history mm. and all your annoying relatives and oh. not just the humans. Like, go back further. We got Neanderthals and we have uh, Homo erectus. We have dinosaurs. We have trees and ants and bugs. It, it's kind of an environmental concern within the books that the afterlife is just full of ants. There's ants everywhere, so they have to build their cities high up on the mountains. So it's like, all right, the ants get the first, uh, you know, this one geologic epoch of the earth, and we get everything that's above that. Wow, I dig that concept. Yeah, I've never thought about <laughs> anything. I don't know. I don't know. We've heard so many ideas through the show. I've never heard anything like that. Imagine how many people there are there. Talk yeah. about having agoraphobia. <laughs> I don't want to die. I don't want to be around a bunch of people. <laughs> Jesus, it'd be like being on the floor at any concert. Like constantly. Yeah. Just, yeah. Ne- never ending con. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> there is a there is a, a chapter in the book about uh the Bone King, who is this king from eons ago, and they've they've built their entire kingdom in the afterlife just on the bones and remains and the crushed souls of all the peasants. So kind of metal. They just, they just live in a castle of limp people who have given up and have consigned themselves to like, yeah, I'm just going to be a brick. For wow. a brick. <laughs> I might have to see this. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. This sounds badass. <laughs> Turn on some uh, iron maiden while you're reading it. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Uh, sold. <laughs> Where yeah. do I send my wallet to? Oh, if anyone's interested, you go to jollybiscuit.com. I have a store page and all sorts of links where you can buy it or uh, a number of sites where you can read it online for free. And that is oh, a really? Andrew promise. It will be online for free forever. Oh, well, there you go. That's awesome. I didn't realize that. Hot dog. And then on top of uh, jollybiscuit.com, you can be found on Instagram at the jolly the biscuit and twitter uh mr nubly is that right yeah mr nubly and is there uh anywhere else uh people should be 
uh, referred to to check check you out? Uh, I, I got too many social media handles to mention. So <laughs> if you go to jollybiscuit.com, it'll have my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram, everything. So there you go. Just remember jollybiscuit.com. Perfect. And you do a lot of uh, conventions, don't you? Yeah, the last couple of years. Uh, I had to take a break because of uh, the pandemic once again. Mm -hmm. But yes, I've done. I'm so I'm Canadian and I went to a number of cities across Canada and I went to Portland finally this oh, February. Nice. So beautiful oh, city. I got held up at the border for three hours, but it was a nice trip regardless. <laughs> Wow, what were you trying to get over the border? Uh, 150 books. Okay. And, <laughs> oh, and I, I see. did not have a worker's visa. So. <laughs> wink, wink. I'm here for pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, let us know when you're going to be, uh, you know, hitting a con. We can help you promote. And if you're anywhere close to us here in Ohio, uh, we'll come out and see you, man. But. You know, best of luck to you. I cannot wait to uh, keep reading more of Jolly Biscuit and check out Beyond based on what you're saying. Oh, yeah. I want to yeah. see this this castle made of bodies. Right. <laughs> that sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, once again, man, Andrew, thank you so much for being here with us today, man. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Jack, what do we have on the website, sir? Go to CannedAirPodcast.com where you can listen, like, follow, subscribe, check out some of our special guests, buy some merch, become a patron, see some videos, and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email from the contacts page. And once again, find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And the website Jack was just talking about, CannedAirPodcast.com, has a link to get uh, the, those t-shirts, those hats, the stickers, the mugs that have all that awesome artwork that Joshua Bellis made inspired by the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Star Wars, uh, just simply the 80s, yes, one yes. of them, uh, The Simpsons. A uh, plastic bag. A plastic <laughs> bag, yes. <laughs> but they're freaking awesome. And if uh, they're, for any reason, not your style, I don't know why they wouldn't be, we offer just the classic logo on there too. Many different options for you. And then our Patreon page which has so many different things. I'm going to try to start listing one thing that's on there to the people okay. every week, if I can re remember and recall. But uh, once again, the, the, the one that's my favorite currently is the You'll Never Believe What Happened series. But I think that'll probably... As we go, it's getting harder to think about more stories. <laughs> we here. joke, but there is so much content on there. It's definitely worth your money. You know what the thing is with Patreon? You, you know why we don't have more... Um, you'll never believe what happened episodes it's because before we started doing those episodes all those awesome stories i would have used i gave out in those earlier episodes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the concert one that we you and i talked about me and you talk about concert experiences mm. that's one that i oh that's yeah definitely put yes. in you'll never believe what happened and i can <laughs> if i sit and think there's a few others that so poor woman what that poor woman that i threw on the floor at the concert oh shit <laughs> The, the, the hook has been baited, Jack. Yep, yep. Now we Got wait. <laughs> <laughs> what else, Randy? Uh, evergreenpodcast.com. And once again, however you're listening to us, if you could just leave us a like and uh, give us a shout out, we appreciate it on your podcast player choice. There it is. And with everything being said, I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. I'm Andrew Howell. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and be excellent to each other. You should have been listening to Canned Air. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Snowjob, how'd you get your name? Um... G.I. Joe!
This has been a Canned Air production. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.